Hey everyone, welcome to Neuropod. In this update episode, I'll cover some Neuralink-related news that broke over the past few weeks. The outline for the episode includes an update from Elon on the Neuralink monkeys, a series of tweets from Max Hodak about their progress, then I'll include some more clips of comments from Elon and Max about the company's priorities and goals, I'll include a comment on Joe Rogan's recent interview with Elon, and last, I'll revisit the discussion from the January update episode about Facebook working on brain machine interfaces. At the end of January, Elon joined a group on the app Clubhouse to discuss a variety of topics. One of the moderators asked about Neuralink, and Elon mentioned the team's been able to make a monkey do something funky. We already got a monkey with a wireless implant in their skull and the, and the tiny wires who can play video games using his mind. So it does not, not look like an unhappy monkey, and you can't even see where the neural implant was put in. He's not uncomfortable and he doesn't look weird. If you've been following Neuralink's progress or watched our January update episode, you probably recall this is not the first time the team's mentioned working with monkeys. In July 2019, Elon said this. Monkey has been able to control the computer with his brain. Just, yeah. Since that was 18 months ago, and Elon speaks incredibly literally, the team's likely made some good progress. Having a monkey control just a computer to now playing video games is a substantial improvement. Now let's time travel back even further to before the actual Neuralink company was formally started. In April 2011, Max Hodak was interviewed and was asked about what he was working on. He said, quote, I'm back in school at Duke at the moment, finishing up an engineering degree. I work in a neural engineering lab at Duke too, which is honestly where most of my education happens. I get to work with monkeys and neural interfaces for communicating directly with the brain. It's pretty cool technology, end quote. Max has been working on and learning about brain-machine interfaces for many years, so it's no surprise he's one of the key members of the team. About a week ago, he responded to some tweets. These two tweets are the ones that I feel were most worth sharing. Of course, if you want the full context, I'll include a link in the show description. The two tweets read, quote, Yes, absolutely. Our only focus right now is on helping patients with serious or life-threatening disabilities. It's a serious brain surgery, not something someone would get lightly. But over time, it'll get simpler and safer. The goal of our first product is to allow people who are fully paralyzed due to spinal cord injury to use a computer at least as well as an able-bodied person. The threshold for that is around 25 bits per second. Once we show that works, we'll move on to so many other things." End quote. Elon also framed the team's ambitions in terms of longer-term and shorter-term goals. There are like individual neurons that you can't trace to uh, particular names and, and concepts and people. At kind of uh, advanced long-term level, I think if two people had a neural link, you'd be able to effectively have a sort of really high bandwidth telepathy, technically going over radio waves, but you could actually communicate at a sort of complex meme structure level using the Dawkins version of the meme. You really have like potentially a new kind of communication, conceptual uh, telepathy, essentially. You could uh, save state and restore that state into a biological being if you if you wanted to in the future in principle. There's like nothing like from a physics standpoint that prevents this. Now you, you'd be a little different, but then you're also a little different when you wake up in the morning from yesterday. For the first product, we're really focusing on three distinct types of control. Um, the first is giving patients the ability to control their mobile device. It'll just show up as a Bluetooth mouse or a Bluetooth keyboard, like any keyboard or mouse that you can use on any computer. Our first clinical trial is aimed at uh, people with paraplegia or, or tetraplegia, uh, so cervical spinal cord injury. Plan to enroll a small number of patients to make sure the device is safe and that it works in that case. I'm happy these guys take the time to state these goals publicly. 
The goals help them motivate people to work together, and those people pull the future forward by making progress on this incredible tech. Although the longer-term motivations of having a next-level gaming experience or a totally different movie experience are fun to think about, I can't wait for helping actual patients. One of the reasons I started this channel was to spread the word about how cool Neuralink could be. It's incredibly inspiring to have a future where many people no longer have to live with severe brain disorders. Think about just one person, maybe a mom or a brother, a son, who has Alzheimer's disease and can't remember who you are. If you spent a lifetime living with them, caring and loving them, I can't imagine how devastating it'd be to lose that connection. There have been and currently are a handful of approaches being explored by other companies as well, but I personally believe Neuralink offers hope in a way that not many companies do. With the implants, the solution will become scalable to helping many more people than just 1, 10, or 100. It's absolutely incredible. If you are wondering about the Food and Drug Administration or FDA approval status, here's a tweet from Elon saying, quote, Neuralink is working super hard to ensure implant safety and is in close communication with the FDA. If things go well, we might be able to do initial human trials later this year, end quote. Not only is the team progressing forward, but it seems like we'll also get a glimpse at what they've been working on. In the Clubhouse interview, Elon shared the following. We'll probably be releasing some, some new videos showing progress maybe uh, in a month or so. Speaking of new videos, Neuralink released a short video on their company YouTube channel that has some comments from folks who are working on the robot. The nature of the device that we're implanting and the way that we're implanting it allows for minimal reaction of the brain tissue to our device to increase the lifetime. In order to do that, the devices are extremely fragile. The threads that we insert that contain the electrodes are tiny, sort of on the order of like 50 microns wide, five microns thick, 20 millimeters long. And so if you take one of them and sort of toss it into the air, it'll sort of float off like a piece of hair. Next, Joe Rogan interviewed Elon Musk and they talked about standard Elon stuff. There wasn't really anything new about Neuralink, but one clip I wanted to include was Elon talking about some of the tech at Tesla. I think this clip is important to include because it demonstrates the detail, care, and competence level of the engineers working at Tesla. I believe it's perfectly okay to assume these traits are similar to the ones that the engineers have who are working at SpaceX, Boring Company, and Neuralink. In Tesla, we, up, we even update the software to improve how the airbags deploy. So we'll calculate, are you an adult? How much do you weigh? Are you sitting in this part of the seat or that part of the seat? Are you maybe a baby? Are you a toddler? So we're measuring the pressure distribution and we'll update it over the air. So it even gets better over time. It's dynamically updating this, the airbag firing according to where you're sitting, how much you weigh in real time. I also wanted to revisit Facebook's ambitions with brain machine interfaces. Facebook first revealed their intentions to work on non-invasive direct brain interfaces in 2017. And a couple of years later, in 2019, they bought a startup called Control Labs. According to an article on Bloomberg, Facebook Inc. agreed to acquire Control Labs, a technology startup that is building software to let people control a digital avatar using only their thoughts. The world's largest social network is paying between $500 million and $1 billion, according to people familiar with the deal. This deal signifies Facebook's ongoing commitment to brain-machine interfaces. In the January update episode, I said that Facebook will probably compete with Neuralink. I maintain that I think this will be the case, but I'm using the term compete pretty loosely. Facebook obviously would love to have information about people all around the world. After all, their mission is to give people the power to build community and bring the world closer together. Over time, the company has become the Google of people, 
And although some of their aspirations are similar to Neuralink, they've not publicly stated any interest in using an invasive interface approach. Nor do they seem like the type of company to focus primarily on helping people with brain disorders. When Facebook announced the Control Labs acquisition in 2019, here's what the head of augmented reality and virtual reality at Facebook, Andrew Bosworth, had to say. Quote, we spend a lot of time trying to get our technology to do what we want rather than enjoying the people around us. We know there are more natural, intuitive ways to interact with devices and technology, and we want to build them. It's why we've agreed to acquire Control Labs. They will be joining our Facebook Reality Labs team, where we hope to build this kind of technology at scale and get it into consumer products faster. The last words are pretty meaningful. Get it into consumer products faster. The underlying motivation for development of brain-machine interfaces at Facebook and Neuralink are somewhat similar in the long run, but certainly not in the short run. The primary takeaways I have from all this are that 1. Neuralink is not alone. Brain-machine interfaces in the entire biotechnology space have been and are continuing to grow rapidly. And 2. There is always difficult work to be done in order to make progress. Facebook has tons of resources and some of the smartest talent out there. So the fact that they and other tech giants are buying smaller startups means there's still a need for all the entrepreneurs out there. To wrap up this episode, I wanted to share some quick thoughts about the channel. Moving forward, episodes are still going to be released about once per week. But since Neuralink's starting to generate more and more headlines, a greater percentage of the episodes will be these update-style episodes. If you'd like to continue following Neuralink's progress, please consider subscribing to get notified when the next video launches. Also. As an extra incentive to be subscribed and watch the update episodes sooner rather than later, if you're one of the first 1,000 viewers, we'll show fewer ads to you, and then the number of ads will increase as the view count hopefully rises through higher thresholds. Thanks for listening. I'm Ryan Tanaka. The video was edited by Andrew Kamen. See you at the next episode.